Hello, my name is James Pikeway, and this is Public Speaking in the Summer, Calm 230, my summer class, day nine. What did we do today? It was speech day. Students did their informative speeches, and then we introduced, you got it, persuasive speeches. Really quick, gave them a little homework. Go watch the TED Talk, Jamie Oliver's TED Prize presentation. There is some gold there. That's how we're leading into persuasive speaking. It's coming up. Day 10. But this is day nine. Enjoy. It was short. It was sweet. But it's got something for everyone and a lot of reminders. You're going to love it. Public speaking in the summer with me, James Pikeway. Here we go. And it, it really comes down to as we're thinking about what we're doing, it's remembering that you've got this structure. And within the structure, that's where everything changes. So am I doing an informative speech? Am I doing a persuasive speech? Am I doing an introductory speech? Am I doing a motivational speech? The structure of it, introduction, conclusion, and remember, those parts are the, the parts that you hold steady and that you, you, you really do have them fixed so that as you're doing your middle part and as you notice that your time is too fast or too slow, that you can modify that a little bit. But then when all things come to an end, you can take the deep breath and go into it. Little things that I observed, and this is just general things. First of all, you want to make sure as you're introducing your talk that it's clear what you're talking about. You don't have to be, today I'm going to talk about food. But give us, give us that hint, right? And this is a real challenge because yes, your audience is smart, but no, they're not that smart about your topic. So you want to make sure that you frame it so that they can easily figure out what am I going to talk about and where's it going to go? Really, really, really important as you're talking to remember to pause between the points. It's super important so that people know that we've got a break, so that you have that opportunity to use some suspense. So what's the biggest problem when we're talking about motivation? And then you pause, us. And so then you you change your voice a little bit, but you're, so that, that vocal variety stuff you wanna keep using, you wanna keep pausing so that people can keep up with where you're going. Pronunciation. Make sure we're playing with that pronunciation of the words. If we can't pronounce the word well, don't use it. Keep your words, typically, and this is another, another thing that you're noticing, as we're talking, we're still, we, we're still very often reading our work. It's gonna happen, especially in this Zoom context. Be very, very careful that as you're reading that work, it doesn't sound red. How, and, and this is, again, that challenge, right? Because you've worked on it, you've gone through it, and you've, you kind of scripted it out. Excellent. And then as you're saying it, the challenge is when you write things, we write with more syllables. When we speak, we speak with less syllables. And there were a couple of speeches where the syllables used in words were not typically the words you would use when you're talking. And, and often the written words have more syllables. Spoken words have less syllables. Written work is long sentences. Spoken work usually has has less sentence, uh, smaller sentences with more breaks because that's kind of how conversation works and you've got the visual stuff. So play with that. You want to think about those things. Remember that it's not a bad thing 
And there were a couple of speeches that did this. It was really kind of cool. Not a bad thing to remind us what we've talking about. So if we're, if we're breaking things down and we've got steps, so our first step is ingredients are, are you know, I've got to get my things for my smoothie. Okay, I'm going to talk to you today about smoothies. Why are smoothies important? Jason Vale, the juice master, is going to tell you that the smoothies are one of the best ways to give yourself nutrition and also, also kind of give a boost to your metabolism. Jason Vale the juice master. He knows. So so as you're talking about these things, also remember you've got steps and then you're going to go in. So I've got my ingredients. I got my, and how do we know all this? Remember Jason Vale talks about steps. Jason Vale talked about the, what does that do? So are you remember we've got four steps. We're on the fourth step now. What steps have we already gone to picking the ingredients, sorting them out, mixing them up. Now we've got to drink the thing, right? So you got to your force. Remind people, you can keep reminding them of that, but remember what's really important throughout these speeches as you're doing them is your ideas for the most part do not have any credibility. They, they almost have no credibility and you need to give yourself credibility. How do you do that? You need to reference something. Grandma and the plants, that, that, okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. That could work. Is, are there other references for things if we're talking about planting? So, you know, hey, you need, a good, you need good fertilizer. We know this from, and we have the place. And then what's the good fertilizer to use? 797. And then we go, that's good. We know that we shouldn't be, you know, when we talk COVID, how do we know? Well, World Health Organization says, Ministry of Health says, when we're talking about food things and we're talking about nutrition, well, how do we know? Who's, who's making this food? Do we have any nutritionists that are doing it? Do we have any, anyone who's cooking that stuff? Can I go talk about, you know, uh, Jamie Oliver or somebody who's talking about these things? You need to reference stuff. It's very important that you have credibility for what you're saying. And in that, in that sense, you need some sources. And it, 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 think of how to do that in an elegant way. So it might be, hey, I, there's, a, there's lots of information out there about how to make cakes and why they're important. You can go find them from the Cake Bible. You can go find this. And if you open up the Cake Bible, which is a book, if you open up the Cake Bible on page eight, it is going to talk about all of the positive things about cake making. Num point number two is it always brings a warm smile to people's faces. So forget about the sugar. Forget about this, which if you go and you read anything from the Ministry of Health, they're going to tell you all about the bad things of sugar, and they're right. But there's a balance. And if you go and, and take a look at, you know, this XYZ nutritionist, they're going to tell you, yes, sugar's bad. Doesn't mean you have to get rid of it completely. It means you need to find balance. So sources, sources that can build into your presentations become really, really important. The other side, as I said, pausing, think of your speed. I think you're getting there. The conclusions are getting better. Again, what's the purpose of that conclusion? It's just to reference what you've said. Sorry there. Reference what you said in point one, point two, point three. You don't have to give me a whole recap of it, but use some elegance. So, and, and you pause. So what have we been talking about? We've been talking about time management. How do you use your time better? You need to organize. How do you go about organizing? Boom, boom, boom. Here's my points. Now you know. That, and you're done and you've gotten out of there and people understand what they've said and they re-referenced it. 
you're, I think you're all getting there. And I think the, the biggest thing to think about again is do I sound like I'm actually talking with the audience? Am I sounding personable? Am I sounding approachable? Am I sounding like I care? Am I sounding excited? One of the things that go back to your, the sheets that we have is enthusiasm. Are you, do you, do you sound like you care about your topic every now and then? And, and you could be very talking, very slow and very measured. And this is what's really important. And then you pause this. I'm so excited about this because I do this all the time. And then you go back to that could be good. You want to show some enthusiasm. Remember, and you see nice pause, but there wasn't a pause, but there is now remember very important this whole speech, every speech you're doing is a construction. Sender to receiver, encoded, decoded. All you're trying to do is put together the parts of it that are going to ring in someone's mind and say, ah, personal story. Good. She's connected. Ah, there's, there's reasons why we need to do this. And it's not just because we need to do it. And that's a good thing. It's because yes, we need to do it. And so-and-so said, that becomes really important. And the more you can link your reasons for doing things to the immediate environment of your audience, the better. So if I'm going to talk about health, I'm going to talk Ministry of Health. I'm going to talk Dubai Health. I'm going to talk about, you know, the, the clinics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that we're part of. Use them as the references because then the audience goes, oh yeah, MediClinic, I use MediClinic. Oh yeah, Rational Hospital, I use Rational Hospital. Go to their website. What does it say about COVID? What is it? There's all sorts of resources there instantly that you can use. If we're talking food, if we're talking planning, et cetera, there's all sorts of things. You might've even used a, a textbook or, or, or stuff. Reference that. Say, well, as we saw from the TED video with so-and-so, use it. If it's there, use it. And especially if those people are relatively reliable and you've got to make those decisions. But generally speaking, I think, I think the, you, you as well, all of you are, have the opportunity to hear everyone. You must be hearing improvement. And I think from the last speech to this speech, there's no question in my mind that you all sound better. There are still little things. And, and I, let's be honest, the, the, the general package of what we do, you're all, you're all there. Like there's no, there's no failure in this class. I mean, you've, you're, you're, you, you would all pass. You all pass at this point. Now the question is, how well do you do? And it's ultimately when you're preparing content, sender, receiver, encode, decode, multiple ultimately having an effect, multiple channels of sharing that are happening, all of it you control. And, and so many people don't control it and they don't think about it, but you do control it. You need to be thinking about all those pieces as we go. Now, where does this take us? So I, I think we take a deep breath and we say, I did it. And you, you know, you take a couple hours and you just, you know, go have a nap, go have something to eat, do whatever you do, celebrate, have a cupcake. I hate cupcakes, find them dry. Don't like them like icing though. So what you need to do is take that moment, celebrate that you've done great. And you need to now start thinking persuasive speech because you don't, you have seven days, seven days. You're on to the persuasive speech. This is a hard speech, and I, I say it's hard, not because it's physically hard to do. Uh, what's going on here? I need to open up a page, so let's just do it. Let's just see. 
Um, let me find something here. So I, I say that you need to do this. Let me just get into my ZU stuff here. And then we'll get back. So I, the, I say that the persuasive speech is hard, not because it's any harder than any other speech, because typically your persuasive speech is just like every other speech. It has an introduction. It has a conclusion. And ultimately, it has three clear points that you want to develop. And I think that's really important that you start thinking, ladies, very, very much about those points that you're pulling together. You want to think about, okay, well, what are those points and are those points clear? And that's really important because I think sometimes we forget about the fact that people might lose track of where we're going. And if we're speaking fast and things go together, the, the fact that we've changed from one point to the other point, transitions are a must because they help us do that. But you want to be thinking about that. So what's the challenge with our persuasive speech? And the title slash theme of the persuasive speech is just start. So that's pretty easy. Just start, just start. And you might say saying, well, what, what, just start what? Remember the difference between an informative speech and a persuasive speech is pretty small. A persuasive speech includes everything you do in an informative speech. It includes information. It includes stories. It includes those five different parts of a speech, introduction, conclusion, three points. It needs sourcing. It needs credibility. So it's just like an informative speech, except a persuasive speech wants people to do something. That's the big difference. And the big challenge you're going to have is that many, many, many persuasive speeches end up being just an informative speech. And those speakers don't manage to get the persuasive element out there. That's a huge challenge. And not, not that it's something that can't be overcome, and it's, it's easy to do, but many of us forget that we have to be thinking, how am I going to persuade? And this is where, and I think this is a great example where we come in from our last speech with Metha, where Metha was talking about Calvin Coolidge. Cool, but Calvin Coolidge is not going to persuade me to do anything because I'm Canadian and some American guy, you know, as cool as he might have been, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, it, and it's, it's like you, you know, Calvin Coolidge versus Sheikh Zayed. Mm-hmm. You know, are you more likely to want to emulate Sheikh Zayed, peace be upon him, or Calvin Coolidge? Can you tell me anything about Calvin Coolidge? No. Well, maybe, but can you tell me a whole bunch about the first president of this country? Yes. And so, again, when we're, when we're doing a persuasive speech, the, the job number one is you're trying to persuade people to do something. So you need to use examples. You need to use ideas that people can relate to. But this is the big thing that you need to be thinking about with persuasive speeches. Now, first of all, as you're looking at the, the notes, there is a, a link, of course, like I have for every class where you can go to a reading. And I encourage you to go and take a look and, and get started with the reading because it's, it's useful and it's, it's a good reading. So when you click on that, download it and just give it a peruse, give it a look, give it a, 
know, give it some consideration because there are different things you need to be thinking about in a persuasive per, ah. in a persuasive speech. You need to be thinking about your audience. Who is the audience? Hostile? Do they agree with me? Am I going to be able to change their opinion? All of these things become really important with your audience. So you want to think about that because it's going to influence your talk. Now, what is the golden nugget, the key thing with a persuasive speech where people go wrong? I've mentioned that a lot of people end up doing informative speeches. Why does this persuasive speech end up being an informative speech? Simple reason. Very simple. Does anyone want to want to jump in? How what what dif- really differentiates that persuasive speech from uh, an, an informative speech? Do we have anyone who wants to jump in on why that might be? Let me just close some of this stuff off so that I can see your answers. Anyone want to jump in, whether it be in text or audio? What what really makes the difference? Be- and hey, don't, don't get me wrong. A lot of people do persuasive speeches, and they really are trying to persuade us, but they fail in the end. Why do persuasive speeches ultimately, for most people, I would say, you know, probably I don't have an exact statistic, but probably over 90% robotic sound. Maybe. I mean, if you, if you can't, if you can't get people motivated, if you can't get them excited about something like, I mean, Hey, look, I'll give you a perfect example. I've got a son. I've got two sons. One of my son, both of my sons were big boys. One of my sons was a bit, was a, was a really big boy and he lost like a, like a hundred pounds and, and became normal and he became very, very much, very much, uh, motivating to people. And when he talks about it, he talks about it with enthusiasm and excitement about this is all I had to do. And he talks about how it was so hard and how he, how he liked eating this and liked eating that. And people say, did you go on the keto diet? And he says, no. He says, did you go on this diet? No. Did you get gastric banding? No. What did you do? He says, it's so simple. And so he's got that enthusiasm and he's telling his story and people are going, wow, that's, that, that's so, so amazing. Oh, sure. All right, this will be very quickly. Uh, we will get this through very, I will get this done very quickly for you ladies, but it's a nice introduction to where we're going. And it gets you thinking about your, it will very much help you to make your persuasive speech better and help you focus as you're starting to think about what you want to persuade people to do. And remember, those persuasive speeches, again, what do you care about? What's important? What do you want to get people to do? And that that's the key. So we will bring that back into to focus here. And that's the, the, the key difference between an informative speech and a persuasive speech. And again, it's where people go wrong. So remember, informative speeches are what you just did. They were good. They informed us. They, they have a nice level of, of flow. They have nice clear sections. They have examples. They have ideas. And in the end, you've told us something. We're all happy. And it's, it's a complete success. The persuasive speech is different. So as I said before, as you're jumping into a persuasive speech, it has everything that you need when you're doing that speech. All the different parts. 
Yes, as Fatma said, yes, you don't want to be robotic. Yes, you need to be, your, your voice needs to sound like you care. You, you're trying to get something through. But here's the really, the really big part. And you can have all of that and your persuasive speech can still fail. It's really important. So you've done, you know, you've got it outlined, you've got great resources, you've got people who are saying you can do this, you know, maybe you're talking about healthy diets and and you've given us all the things and stuff and this, and you've given us the information and ultimately your speech ends up still being an informative speech. You've told us why we need to diet well, why we need to eat things. You've given us all sorts of information about cardiac disease, obesity. You've got the great numbers. You've got, you know, lifespan. And it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful speech that wants to be persuasive, but ultimately is only going to be informative. Why does that speech go from being potentially persuasive to ultimately it ends up just being a nice dramatic informative speech if you're doing a persuasive speech remember you need to have you need to care you need to be able to get people excited about what you're talking about and your audiences might not want to listen to it a persuasive speech you trying to persuade me you trying to persuade the class a persuasive speech does not work if your audience doesn't have something they can start or do. This is huge when we start thinking about, about what you're trying to do in a persuasive speech. If your audience can't activate something, if your audience can't start something, them right there, right now, at the end of your talk, if they can't do it, the chances of them doing it later become slim and slim and slim. Second, when we talk persuasive speeches, often we're trying to persuade people to do something giant. You know, think about it the environment. Think about it. You know, lifestyle change. Think about it. You know, are, are you going to change your complete lifestyle? No. Are you going to become a more organized person? Unlikely. Are you going to uh, save the environment? Are you going to become an, an, an eco-friendly person? 100% all in right today? I doubt it. I think, think anyone's going to do that. Yet we listen to some great speakers tell us about the environment and how we need to do things. We all agree in that speech becomes a spectacular, informative speech. A persuasive speech? No. Because it, the, the challenge with a persuasive speech, and here's your challenge for, for your next speech, all of these great informative things, but a persuasive speech for it to persuade someone to start doing something needs to have a first step. If your persuasive speech doesn't have that first step where your audience can start doing it, they're not going to start. And if they're not going to start doing something, if you can't get them to start the process, then all you've done is an informative speech. Most persuasive speeches I hear, not in classes, but even outside, they don't persuade me at all because there's no way to start doing it. And if I have to then come up with the way, okay, I want you to save the environment and this is why and this is why, and they tell me all the reasons why, you know, and the turtles and this and that. So, okay, great. 
I got to save the environment. All right. So how do I start? Maybe it's commit to not using straws when you go to the, the store. Not any straw, not the recyclable straw, nothing. No straws. Maybe you bring your own straws. That, that's a start. So how, if I was doing that speech and I wanted people to stop using straws, just right now, I just want you all today, at the end of this class, to stop using straws. How would I do that? Maybe I would send everyone a pledge and I would say, look, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, how would I do that? I might say, hey, James, can you, I'm going to do my speech. Can you send this document? And you send it to me and I can do it because I can, or you can send it to the entire class, can't you? Maybe you do it through your WhatsApp group or can, can you ladies send something to all the students in the class or only can I do that? If it's only me, send it to me. So, and I'm not saying do this. I'm just saying an example, but maybe you have everyone sign a pledge that says, a, a document says, I, you know, Asma B will not use straws from this day on, date it, sign it, and send it back to whoever's doing the speech. You've made that pledge. Maybe get people to post up on Instagram, you know, no, not using straws and, and a picture of a glass where they're, they're not using a straw and say, like, commit to it. I want you to do it today. Next time you have the opportunity to have that straw, I want you to do it. Or, you know, the other one that I, I always love is CO2 gas emissions or saving water. And my, people might say, well, I, how can I save water? When I got to drink it, what am I going to do? It says everyone can save water brushing your teeth. Turn off the tap when you're, when you're brushing your teeth. Just turn it on to rinse. Just turn it off to clean the toothbrush. Save a lot of water that way. So that's an e those, are, those are examples of easy ways to get people to do something. But it could be as simple as, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a talk next week that is persuading us to smile. Just smile at people when you're walking. Just you know, give a smile to someone. Give a smile to the, the cleaner. Give a smile to a, someone who you don't know. You, know, you go somewhere and you, you're walking out of the, the store and give a smile. Why not? It makes people feel good. It makes them happy. Now, of course, there's all sorts of other things you got to think about. But generally speaking, there's a lot of reasons why smiles are, are a, a nice way to make someone feel happier and they make you feel happier potentially and they can be a positive thing. I've had people do talks on uh, really simple ones, calling their, their grandparents, calling a grandmother or a grandfather on the phone just to say hello. Just tell you love them because it's a good thing to do. And as we get older, we start to get more disconnected. Sure, we might go and do our Friday dinner or Friday lunch with our, our grandparents if we can, when, especially when it's non-COVID time, and, and maybe we'll do that. But what about the rest of the week? Do we say anything on the rest of the week? Do we keep connected? Do we give that daily call? Do we, do we know, do, do, does your mother know that you love her? Have you told your mom, hey, I love you? So that, that could be another kind of thing. And, and how might I activate that? I might say, pick up your phone right now in the class. I want, you to, I want you to call that person just now and just say, hey, I'm just calling. I'm in class, but I just want to tell you, you know what? I really love you and I'll call you back later. And they're going to go, why is, she going, why is she doing that? She never does that. She says, you know, I realized I just don't tell you how I feel enough. And, and you know, anything could happen at any time. If COVID hasn't shown us that, anything could happen at any time and turn our world upside down. And I don't want that moment to come and I haven't said those words. Boom. I mean, how easy is it that, right? So your whole speech becomes, okay, so what do I want you to do right now? Stop, pick up your phone. It's possible, you see? And again, what has that done? It's activated it. It started something have I persuaded them? I mean, they're going to feel good. All these things, you've given them all the reasons you've given them the first start. At least they've had the first opportunity and a reason to start doing it as opposed to, I want you to do this and yeah, just do it some other time. It's like, yeah, no, do it right in front of me. Do it right now. And I think that that's a really big thing that you want to think about 
as you're producing your persuasive speech, how do I get people to actually activate the smallest part of it right now before they leave class, in class, immediately? What am I going to give them? Which cue am I going to give them so that my persuasive speech starts down that persuasive route, shows them that it's so easy to do, gives them that, that permission to start doing it as opposed to, Ooh, you know, I, I, okay, yeah, yeah, it's too hard. And, and, and then the longer you wait, it just goes. So that, that becomes the big challenge ladies with persuasive speeches is that people don't actually do anything. And so it's a lot of talk. It just becomes an informative speech and you really want to persuade people to start doing things. So I want you to take a look at the reading and I also want you to watch this video and it's a, a great video by the chef Jamie, Jamie Oliver. I want you to watch it for next class. It's about 20 minutes long uh, and I think that it's, it's a pretty long one, but I want you to watch it and I want you to watch it for a few reasons. I want you to watch it for one, how he uses his notes. Two, I want you to watch it for how he uses PowerPoint and video. And three, I want you to watch it for how he uses props and how he builds them into the talk. And, and ultimately, what's he trying to persuade us to do? What's the thing that he's trying to persuade us to do? And does he keep coming back using things to persuade us? We've got to make this, this change. And so I, I think it's a, it's a great talk. So you want, to, you want to give it a watch. There are things that he doesn't do well. He moves around a lot a lot. And he makes, he makes, gives us a reason why he, he does that, but you know, excuses are excuses as far as I'm concerned. So, but it, it, he does include a lot of stuff that is very useful. And I think you're going to, as a persuasive speech, it, it's a very decent speech. Now here's the other thing, ladies, that you want to be thinking about for your next speech. Your next speech needs to use images. It needs to use a PowerPoint, a keynote. It needs to, now it doesn't mean you have to have 20, 30 slides, but you're going to have to use visuals and not you, but things. So you need to be thinking, okay, hold on a second. Now we've, we've just been doing our talks just as they go. Now I've got to include yet another element in it. So now you've got two elements that you need to be thinking about. One, you've got, so three really. One, you've got your whole talk. Two, You've got to be thinking, I need to get people to activate this. And three, I need to be thinking, I need to now supplement, build on, accentuate, highlight my words with some form of image that I'm going to be playing out, you're going to be playing out through a shared screen on your computer. So you got more things to be thinking about here. And that, so you're, you're going to want to go back to all that audiovisual stuff that we've been talking about. Take a look at how Mr. Oliver does it, and I'll be showing you more stuff. But st ultimately, start thinking about your next speech and start thinking about how it's all going to come together and what are you going to try and persuade people to do. And that's, that's the key. And it could be a simple thing. It could be a simple thing. It doesn't have to be giant. It could be one very small thing that you want them to do. I spend, so one example is I spend, usually in classes, I spend a long time trying to persuade students not to buy water out of the vending machine and to bring a reusable water bottle and just fill it up on the, at the Oasis things that are cleaned and the water's free as opposed to spending two Durham's 
for, you know, 350 mils when you can get 500 mils for free. All you have to do is have a container to put it in. So think about what you want to convince people to do and start, start letting that gel in your head. You have the procedure, you have the way, you have the techniques, you know what you got to do. So now it's just playing with it. You have been listening to Public Speaking in the Summer with me, James Pikeway. You want to get a hold of me? Really simple, at the James Cast across all the socials. Hey, you know what? You want to send me an email? James.P-I-E-C-O-W-Y-E at Z-U.A-C.A-E or just look me up www.jamesed.com You've been listening to Public Speaking in the Summer Day 9